Welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies presented to you by the ONTAP Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Ethan Wiles. We are going to break down our week two matchup against Central Michigan. Central Michigan came out victorious to the tune of a 42-10 score. Very similar score and a very similar game to that game that we played against Central Michigan at their house last year. First and foremost, let me check in with my co-host, Ethan Wiles, then we'll break down this matchup for you all. Yeah, frustrating night. I'm doing good, but uh, just a frustrating night all around for the Huskies. Second week in a row that uh, we went in thinking we could get a dub, and we didn't. So, tough. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, I really think they took a step back this week. The first week to be able to put up 30 points against a Buffalo team that a lot of people thought was one of the better teams in the MAC, I thought was a good stepping stone for this offense. And just throughout this entire game, there was no rhythm. And one thing I want to say is in the postgame press conference, Coach Hammock owned it. He came out, and the first thing he said in his statement is, you know, this result, it falls on me. So hats off to him for coming out, making that statement, especially in this uh, position that, you know, the offense was in today. I mean, they were not really able to move the ball through the air or on the ground. Our best performer of the day on the offensive side of the ball, again, no surprise, Tyrese Ritchie, 10-yard average, 7 for 70. Cole Tucker had 4 for 53. But Ross Bowers was only able to complete 50% of his passes for 139 yards, and there just really wasn't any sort of drive continuity because I don't feel like the run game was there at the clip that it was last week. Towards the end of the game, they were starting to get more chunk plays and move the ball a little bit better, but I just really don't think that the offense was able to find a rhythm at any point, and it kind of trickled over to the defense to a certain extent. I know I looked and told you during the game too it just got to the point where it was 16 to nothing and the defense was just giving it all they got and the offense couldn't put any points on the board and that's not going to win you football games defense balled out tonight I think there's a lot of players that showed up Kyle Pugh obviously with 14 tackles and at one point he had what five and 13 plays so the defense is there it's just the matter of the offense and you know like you mentioned coach Hammock in his post-game press conference he mentioned that he's taking it day by day with the quarterback so you never know who will come out of this you know they're going to go back and watch film but who knows who's going to be the quarterback next week for ball state yeah ross is our guy but as a coach in this position the team is 0-2 the season could potentially get away from us if we lose to ball state you know next week on wednesday so the sense of urgency is there i expect a very competitive set of practices this week so, yeah, when you got guys like Andrew Hayden and Rodney Thompson, and then, too, don't forget about Dustin Fletcher, the young underclassman waiting in the whims. There is someone that Coach Hammock is always evaluating, and if it's not working at a certain position, nobody is safe. So if there is an opportunity for Ross to go out there against Ball State, he has to absolutely play his heart out and statistically and schematically blow the coaches' minds because right now it's not looking very good for this offense. For this week, the defense, for the most part, did their job. Ethan, you talked about how when it was a 16-0 game, the defense continued to make stops. There was fourth down stops. I saw Central Michigan go for it several times on fourth down today because the defense was putting them in that position. The offense could not play that complimentary football that Coach Hammock and the players talk about, and it really did get to them today because, honestly, like 40-10 to really isn't how this game 
should have went. It honestly should have been a higher scoring game. It should have been more in the neighborhood of 40 to 24 or something like that. But NIU just was not able to capitalize and finish drives today. And then also, too, we also had some missed fourth fourth down conversions on our end as well. Well, it's going back to what you talked about. They didn't capitalize on the drives. The defense set them up, and you know, unfortunately, they they couldn't get anything going. I like the aggressiveness on fourth down, but it was just a matter of execution, and they didn't do that tonight. And I think even Cole Tucker talked about that in the, the post-game press conference. He's got to go out and execute, and that's what the offense needs to do. They need to just find a way to execute better and find a way to get it in the end zone. There were certain points in this game where, you know, there was some play calls that were a little bit more aggressive. And then there was also certain points in the game where we're like, why aren't we pushing the tempo? Why are we not trying to capitalize and score here, specifically towards the end of the first half? But I just felt like every time this NIU offense, especially in that first half, would try to get something going, they would try to go back to the run on like a third and two or a fourth and two. And for whatever reason, that defensive line was getting penetration and they were able to get in there and, and get tackles for loss. But one thing that I noticed throughout the game, and then I actually did notice there was a sack on the stat sheet, ironically, the one that knocked Rodney Thompson out of the game, that was the only sack given up all day. And Central Michigan, like we talked about, had five sacks. So hats off to the offensive linemen for only allowing one sack today. Obviously, it was an unfortunate situation in which Rodney got hurt on. He came in in you know mop up duty for Ross late in the game and didn't even make it out of uh, there was a couple series but I'll say the set of series that he came in for and honestly I feel like that is in in part due to the fact that they were just running him running him running him running him and then eventually he got hit real hard he limped off and then Andrew Haydet was able to come in and connect with Dennis Robinson for a 31-yard touchdown to give the Huskies their lone touchdown of the day. So, I mean, we're trying to make trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. It was a very, very frustrating game, and a game that until, you know, maybe I'll say early in the third quarter, which seems to be our quarter this year, a game that the Huskies were still in as long as they could just score. They just weren't able to do that. I mean— it's going to be this. It's the same problem we're talking about here. Zero points through three and three quarters is just not acceptable, and it's not what we thought this team was going to do. You know, I think we we had higher expectations for this offense, and we thought the defense would be, you know, with the lack of experience on that side of the ball, we thought that they were going to be the most questionable. But right now, it's the offense, and I think there's a lot of fans out there questioning as well. Where is this talent? You know, we, we saw a lot of guys coming back from this offensive side of the ball, and so far the lack of production is concerning. Yeah, and I think moving forward, although we were trying, I mean, if you look at it, we ended up with 34 pass attempts today, and it has seemed like we've been trying to pass the ball more than in years past. Maybe we need to go back to what we're good at. Maybe we need to PTR. We need to figure out how to get those running backs moving. and. Although I'm looking at, you know, 2.9 yards a pop for Aaron Collins, 2.3 yards a pop for uh, for Harrison Whaley, and Rondarius Gregory only had one carry on the day, they run hard. And I feel that maybe it was a little bit of a matchup this week, a matchup uh, disadvantage this week. But going into the Ball State game, I know we kind of kept putting it up on the laptop and, and checking in on it throughout the night. 
they are a team that does give up a lot of points. And I know we said that about Central Michigan going into this week, but this offense really has to figure it out or it can get ugly for them this season. I mean, we talked about the importance of each game this season. There's only six games, so they're basically worth two. If you're look, you're 0-2 looking at 0-3 and you're having problems on the offensive side of the ball to the level that we are, sometimes it can be hard to look up as a team. The defense doesn't really have anything to hang their head on. I know back-to-back games, 49 and 40 points, but again, the offense turned the ball over a couple times. We've seen ball security is a huge issue with this team this year. And again, last week, the defense was not accountable for 21 of those points. Central Michigan, a lot of the points that were put on the board were due to the fact that NIU could not move the ball. They were getting three and outs. They weren't able to capitalize. They were keeping that defense on the field for a better half of this game. Yeah, you mentioned the defensive side of the ball, too. And something to to keep a note on this week is Lance DeVoe was missing. Uh, There was no word on him going into the game, but he was out. So uh, something to keep your eye on going forward there. But agreed, I don't think this defense, as long as they're going out and doing their job, you know, I think that, and that's what they've been doing. It's just this, the offense has not been where it's at. And when you're asking the defense to, you know, keep 16 points for the entire game and the offense doesn't help much on their side of the ball, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. So for the offense, they had 170 yards passing and 74 yards on the ground. That's just not a formula to successful and winning football. There were two lone spots or two lone bright spots that I'll say, uh, well, not only two, but again, Matt Ferentz was booting the ball all over the yard. He had seven punts for 264 yards. That kid came to play today. And then two, I mean, John Richardson, he only got one opportunity. He drilled the 45 yarder. We ended up going for it on fourth and three early in the first quarter, uh, trying to get a touchdown and not, did not end up getting the first down on that drive, but like you had kind of alluded to, guys like Kyle Pugh, uh, guys like Jordan Gandy and Jordan Hansen had had quality games. And then two, uh, I think I'm going to butcher the name, but Deverne Rainier had had a quality game stepping in for a guy like Lance DeVoe. Lance DeVoe is one of our leaders on defense, you know, our high-volume tacklers. So to be without him in this game, we definitely felt that. And honestly, too, I want to say outside of – that first touchdown that that Central Michigan scored, I don't think they got that safety for quite a substantial amount of time. Like it was 7-0 football for a while until the end of the first half, and then there was the bad snap by Erica Brown. Uh, Matt Ferentz was not able to corral that snap, and he was able to get help, and someone kicked it out of the back of the end zone to save the touchdown. But it was a relatively close game for I would say the first two quarters and then obviously like you said Ethan that third quarter seems to be NIU's kryptonite this year agreed agreed it's definitely the kryptonite and when you've got one moving part that doesn't want to move and the other one that does things don't work right and that's that's the case for NIU football right now the offense is able to figure it out and keep it going and I think coach Hammock is gonna evaluate a lot going forward here and take a look at the film tomorrow and get back to work there's a lot of potential on this football team. We know that. A lot of people know that. The locker room knows that. It's just a matter of finding the, the way to execute and get the job done. Yeah, and right now I'm looking at third down and fourth down efficiency. So positives, talk about it real quick here. One for 11 for Central Michigan on third down. So 
they were shutting the door on that on that offense on third down. They were not allowing them to get it. But on the reverse end of that spectrum, we were two for 15. And ultimately, Central Michigan did, like I say, go for or did, like I said, go for it on a lot of fourth downs. They ended up completing them at a 60 percent clip. So a lot of those were like fourth and one or fourth and a football. Like it wasn't a lot of yards. So eventually those are going to turn into first downs. But it's tough right now. I mean, with the shortened season starting 0-2, you want to just be able to put together a complete football game. We've been able to put together some great quarters in this season, but we have not been able to put together a complete football game. And I think that's the one thing that this team needs to really needs to try to do next week in order to beat Ball State because Ball State right now is 1-1. One one. They lost a very close game against Miami of Ohio, and that's a team that is hungry and, and wants to have a chance to go to Detroit just like us. And if we start the season out 0-3, I, I hate to break it to you, but our chances at Detroit are, are slim to none at that point. I, well, I couldn't agree more with you on the, the fact that each game counts as two now and the fact that you know in that aspect, NIU is now 0-4, is not the greatest of starts and it it starts with the fact that NIU has now turned the ball over seven times in two games that's not great seven turnovers in two games that's something that needs to be cleaned up and that's something that yeah seven turnovers in two games is not the key to success and if this offense wants to find ways to turn it around that's I mean that's step one in in offense yeah, and I mean, we talked about it in the press box. I mean, right now, the theme for this NIU season is ball security, drop passes, and the offense not being able to move the ball. So, I mean, it could be chemistry things. It could be, I mean, it could be a variety of things. But what they need to do is figure it out. They need to be able to build off of what they did good in week one and the, and the very few things that they did good today. I mean, I will, I will say one thing that I do like is our receivers' ability to create after the catch. We have good receivers that are able to make a move and make someone miss in space, guys like Tyrese Ritchie, Cole Tucker. Uh, Trayvon Rudolph did not have his best game today. He had a fumble uh, on the kick return and I think only one reception, but a kid that you can expect to see some great things here in the future. And then our guy, Dennis Robinson, uh, was able to haul in a pretty nice touchdown there. I mean, I know it was in mop-up duty uh, towards the end of the game, but live game snaps for these guys right now is the best way to evaluate, especially for Coach Hammock, considering he didn't get the spring practices that he you know, normally would get. But there's got to be a lot of, I guess you would say, ball security drills and let's just go back to the basics. Let's go back to, you know, like they talked about teaching fundamental football, because right now it seems that ball carrying and then also, I mean, sometimes even securing the catch to begin with is some of the issues that we're dealing with. And at this level of, of football, you cannot afford to be having those types of mistakes. I will turn it around into a positive note while we're on the topic of turnovers. Jordan Gandy, hometown guy with his... Uh first interception at Husky Stadium he got a few opportunities to play against uh, Sycamore here but did get his first interception tonight at Husky Stadium so what a cool moment for him yeah and that's someone who's put together a uh, quality season up to this point and another guy too in that secondary Jordan Hansen, who got a pick last week is all over the field he had seven tackles today so I mean it's not all negative yeah I mean we're trying to find the positives right now, and, and there was some out there. It's just uh, it's hard right now because everybody, you know, 
especially in 2020, wants the instant gratification of winning and and being able to turn their program around in, in a day and a half. And that's just not the case. One of the biggest positives from today was uh, Coach Hammock and his recruiting process. They were able to uh, go out and get a uh, young four-star, three-star recruit from the state of Georgia by the name of Ontario Brown, who had offers from a vast majority of Power Fives, I think. All of the offers that he had were from Power Five. So for us to be able to go out there and, you know, kind of snag one of those recruits from one of the bigger schools to build our program around, I think is a good building block for today. But as far as the field, what we saw out there today, who are your offensive and defensive players of the game? Uh, I think it's it definitely is tough to uh, pick the offensive player of the game, but I tweeted at the end, Harrison Whaley just runs so hard. And he was my honorable mention last week, but in a game where you're down the matter that you were, he just showed how well he can run the ball. And uh, I think he's got a, a bright potential here, and he's going to make a name for himself over the next four years. Defensive side of the ball, Kyle Pugh, 14 tackles, outstanding day. Led the charge for the defense that was able to hold Central Michigan for about the first three quarters of the game. So uh, he's an outstanding vet and a leader on this defense. And uh, both guys that, like I said, have, have made names and will make a name for themselves. Yeah, and for me, I'm going to go with Tyrese Ritchie. I mean, anytime your team only has a little over 250 yards and you account for 70 of them, you were able to move the sticks and, and keep things moving for that offense. So heads off to Tyrese again for putting together another quality game, another high-volume reception game in which he had seven receptions as well. And then on the defensive side, I'm going to give it to the home the hometown kid today, Jordan Gandy, uh, was able to come away with that interception, played good in, in a lot of his pass coverages today. And honestly, I really didn't think that there was too many, you know, big plays. The Central Michigan team was trying to control clock. And although we did finish the ball or finish the game with more time of possession, I just felt like outside of that first drive, there wasn't too many like gash plays. But again, it was a tough one. Uh, we were able to take it in out there at Husky Stadium. Uh, it was a little bit of a, a chillier day, a little bit of a friskier day than uh, last weekend. But this team, is it's going to be a little bit of a process. It's a rebuild. I mean, it's its college football. You all know just as well as we do that there are certain times in programs where you make a switch at, at the coaching position. And, you know, obviously we saw some people transfer. We saw some new recruits flip and, and come here, you know, to kind of replace them. So we just have to, I guess you would say, be patient with this team. I mean, right now, yes, it does look ugly. We're 0-2, but we have an opportunity to turn that into 1-2 next week, and and that team has to just go out there and control everything that they can control to the best of their ability and put their best foot forward towards Ball State next week. Could not say it better myself. 1-0 each week. It's something you and I preach on all of our football podcasts. 1-0 1-0 each week, that's what NIU has to do going forward, and it starts with Ball State. Yeah, I mean, a tough opponent. You're traveling to their house. It's our first away game of the year, and right now it's not the way I would want to be traveling into it with, I wouldn't say a uh, quarterback controversy, but definitely uh, some sort of competition. Like Everyone on Twitter was kind of clamoring for the backup to come in, whether it be Rodney or Andrew, or just just to, just to change and just to try and see 
uh, what would happen if there was a different quarterback. If we were able to score, basically. And right now, that's up to Coach Hammock. He's going to put who, in his opinion and the coach's best opinion, out there. And if it is Ross, we got to support Ross. And if it is, you know, Rodney or Andrew, 100% on board with them. And I'm sure even if Ross loses his job, we'll also be 100% on board with them. So remember, these are 18 to 22-year-old kids with the exception of our guy, Greg DeLuca. So hats off to him as well. But take it easy on these guys sometimes because they do see some of your tweets. Hey, we just got to go 1-0 and each week, man. Ball State is going to be a tough opponent. They beat us on our turf last year. Now it's time to go do it to them. Yeah, we got to go travel to uh, Dirtbag Muncie, Indiana, and, and we got to come back with a win. This was Huskies on Tap presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. Unfortunately, we will not be out at the game next week, so we will be live tweeting it as we see it from our couch. But I assure you there will be an article out to recap this game. There will be an article or there will be a podcast to preview next week's game against Ball State and a podcast to wrap it all up. So even though we're not going to be out at the stadium, you'll still get the same amount of coverage. We'll probably try and you know, put out an article with the press conference takeaways. And, and if there is anything that we hear on guys like Lance DeVoe uh, or Jordan Cole, who, you know, had a very hard injury, a bad injury there in the third quarter, uh, we'll keep you guys updated on everything as soon as we hear it. But uh, like I said, this was Huskies on tap presented to you by the on tap sports stay tuned to our Twitter and our Instagram page for, you know, all of our podcasts and articles and we will be back out at Husky Stadium for, I guess you would say, senior night against Toledo, December 5th. But we got nothing else for you guys. And go Huskies. Yeah. I got dreams of living lavish. In the kitchen whipping magic. I got dreams of living lavish. In the kitchen whipping magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over coming with the. They took my heart away, heart away, heart away, heart away, jumping it hard away.